Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Happy Jack wasn't old, but he was a man. He lived in the sand at the island Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your returning host, Evan Goldstein. And with me, as always, is the insane Karen Randazzo. Well, you don't have to be a dick about it. And yes, it was you. (laughs) And the bonkers Chris Randazzo. If he so much as farts too loud, we're moving to level two. (laughs) How I've missed you both. We're here on this week's episode, Talk Television and... Uh, so what was it? Seven weeks ago, I picked this show. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that is that how long it's been? Uh, we're least. gonna t- <laughs> we're gonna talk Legion, the pilot or premiere episode, season one, episode one, because I really just want to hear what you two thought about it. That was the only reason I chose this. I really, pr- I'm getting it out of the way. Yeah, well, I want to know what you thought of Iron Fist, huh? How about uh, that? I, I'm just kidding. I, it was okay. Uh, uh, we're only like two episodes in. I like it. No, it's, it's, it. it's. I mean, it's a Netflix Marvel show. Yeah, it's better than most. Seem to. It certainly doesn't seem to elicit the the, the vitriol that yeah, the internet has. No, uh, no, it's the worst thing ever. I'm like, <laughs> have you seen season like the first episode of Arrow? Like, jeez. <laughs> uh, the, the the okay. I watched this show. I. Th- I think it was two weeks late. I, I had three episodes to watch, and when I mm-hmm. first watched this this specific episode, I actually had to rewatch it because by the end of it, I had no that. fucking idea what was going on. Well, I had the benefit of having been editing uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Trish Reyes's uh, Legion of Spoilers, <laughs> which I mean, it was a help, but it wasn't. It didn't solve the problem. <laughs> Yeah, my the the thing that came to mind about how to describe this show was it's not something I could recommend to a mom, like not my not like a fellow mother my age, but like someone our parents' age. Uh huh. It just it moves so fast, and it it's doesn't show you all the pieces at once. It uh-uh. so it makes it extremely hard to follow. And I feel like people in that age bracket, not that they're you know. Dumber than us or anything, but just like no, just say it. They're dumber it. than They're us. <laughs> <laughs> They're not listening. <laughs> Chris hates your parents. Just uh, I am just kidding. Going I am, on the record, uh, I, I am no. I just feel like the way. older you get, the harder it is to follow something like that. And this is definitely that. Like you well, have you- to. You, you cannot passively watch this. Absolutely no, you not. Can't. You can't even blink while watching this show unless there's a commercial going on because you're going to miss something. And and that's what I really liked about this show is that I had no idea. Well, first off, I had no idea what was going on. But on top of that, I had no idea what to expect to happen. And that is such a rarity with television shows now. You could usually f- foresee what's sort of going to happen. 
nothing, no idea whatsoever. And it kept me engaged the entire time. I have like I have no experience with this because this is uh, it's a Marvel character. I have no experience with this character. I, I've yeah, never... I like I know like the only thing I know about this character is that he's got ridiculous hair and he's Professor X's kid. Yeah, and he's insanely powerful. That's pretty much all I know about. I, I yeah. guess Legion, right? Isn't that what yeah. they call him, Legion? Yes, they they did yeah. call him Legion. Um, the like, all right. So, what did as as parents and as people that not necessarily can devote like like what was this like an hour and a half long, give or take, of solid sit down watching, no passive watching? What did you guys think of this show or this episode in particular? I mean, I liked it. It was I found it interesting. I like you I don't know that I know exactly what the hell is going on but I want to know okay same here I was uh, very I was really really into it I would love to watch more of it and probably will once uh, our current slate of TV shows are on break because I mean it's not like this show's in any danger I think it's it's doing very well for itself so we'll catch it as soon as it's uh, done Mm -hmm. flowing Mm-hmm. Uh, we are watching Iron Fist right now, and it has kind of been added to our slate. But I think other things are ending, yeah. and Ice Zombie's coming back, and yes, uh, you know, we'll discuss TV, that. playing yeah. Zelda. <laughs> you should have put so that. Good. Should have put that so up top of your list. The, I've actually watched. I think I'm one behind, and it hasn't gotten any easier. <laughs> Okay. That's awesome, actually. That. <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome. And I would expect no less. I mean, I've only watched the first season of Fargo, but that was a really smart show mm-hmm. and a really well-put-together show. So I expect that from uh, this creative team. Yeah, it, and they it delivered. That. I mean, this is just really, really well-put-together. And I mean, really, I don't mean to, like, fluff our own website and whatnot, but if you're listening to this show and you've watched Legion, really go back and read uh, our recap series, Legion of Spoilers, because uh, Trish is doing, like, he's, she's going real in-depth into, like, what she thinks is going on and paying attention to the different color schemes that they seem to be using from scene to scene. Like, there's really, really, really good stuff to read, especially after watching this show, because there's so much to think about uh, with this show. Yeah, it- And, I mean, like, not even, like... Uh, deep philosophical thoughts, just like, what's that guy have to? <laughs> well, what when is this taking place? What time period? What is that? Who? What just happened? The, is any of this real? Yeah, is Aubrey Plaza there? <laughs> when the main character actually looks at the his his love interest and looks her in the face and says, "I just need to know, is this real?" You, that's a good sign, because if he doesn't know. I, there's there's a pretty good possibility that I don't know either, and right. it's just the the nonlinear storytelling on top of even if they were to tell the story linearly, it still would be so piecemeal and so confusing that it wouldn't become apparent as to what's going to happen. But then they add in the the color scheme and 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 the the visual aspects of the show. And it yeah, just... it's visually stunning. And I feel like, not that they are 
so similar, but in the fact that they both have a, their own unique stylistic approach, I feel like Noah Hawley is I like the Wes Anderson of TV. Like he has a very distinctive style mm-hmm. and you can tell right away by looking at, oh, this is a Noah Hawley joint. And and as far as I'm concerned, he can have as many of those as he wants because I would watch anything he shoots all day long. You know what else I would watch? Legion by Wes Anderson. <laughs> yes, that I would also watch. The The main character has absolutely no idea what's going on with him. And it seems that that the rest of the cast knows more than he does. And I like going on that, that sort of trip with him because I don't know what his full deal is. And... You know, spoiler warnings later on, it's like show like you, you you got some dabbling in what he is capable of, like the the flat well, ninety percent of this episode is flashback, but where he's uh the 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 incident, as they called it, where he blew up his kitchen. His he well, yeah, that's one of the incidents, but when um him and Sid Swap bodies because she's also oh yeah powered. she put a he put someone in a wall or something yeah he, he he she couldn't when they switched bodies she had his powers and she she lost it she like like reshaped the entire building that they were in locking people away and and one of the main well one of, yeah she was she is a main character Lenny ends up dying because in the switcheroo of the building she gets caught in a in a wall the the slow but steady re- reveal of how powerful this guy is continues for multiple episodes so i mean within within the comic book series i or I, if i'm not mistaken he is if not the most one of if not the most powerful mutant ever you know that's a big hootie do because they can't you know gauge how powerful he actually is and i cannot wait to see the 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 things that happen and the situations that they put him in because it's of course you know there's the big bad team and then there's the good team and as the show progressed we got to see you know the the different his different teammates, you know, there's there's a guy that was a, a telekinetic as they're breaking out, and he's just like flipping his hand and throwing people, you know, football fields. Yeah, that away. guy was awesome. <laughs> there's uh, uh, his girl Sid who jumps bodies, you know, and she she's a rogue cat. Like there's a character in the Marvel universe called Rogue where she absorbs powers. She can't touch, so. The relationship between Dave and Sid is kind of weird. They figure it out in like episode four. Just you know, just letting you know. <laughs> okay, <That's good. laughs> I know. Good for them. Yeah, um, I just it. I, there's no other show like it, especially in the comic book realm. Like every other comic book show is trying to make everything so realistic and so serious. This is absolutely nowhere near reality. And I think it's all and the better for, for it. <laughs> yeah, for this story, I don't. I think it's the only way to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, even like the Flash, 
that is a, a ridiculous set of circumstances that that man could put people in. You know, the speed, force, and blah, blah, blah. But it all seems to be grounded in reality. This, this show is like, it, it questions what reality actually is. And I'm just right there along for the ride. Yes. Show me it's more. The right, <laughs> it's the right thing to do for a show that starts out in a mental hospital. It's very true. Like, it sort of, you know, puts you in that frame of like, okay, this guy doesn't know what's real. And nor neither should you feel like you know, because we're about to blow your mind, basically. Yeah. And the the smatterings that they keep giving of his abilities, it's not it seems accidental. Every time we see something that he is capable of doing, it, it seems like an oopsie. And he's not definitely, definitely not in control of anything. It's he's he's along for the ride also which makes you feel for the character and every you know you want you want the answers but you want them not for you for you but for him <laughs> does that make mm-hmm. sense <laughs> like yeah I, I want this guy to know what the hell's going on <laughs> so it's i'm just so glad that they're like when they first started talking about this show and they announced i first off i got worried because he is an ex character and it is fox and they don't have the greatest track record, but as soon as I made, I was like, "It's a double double long episode." So it was like I was halfway through it. I'm like, "I think they actually cracked the code." Like this is what an X title should be because it it's all ridiculous, it's nutty, and they're putting it on the screen in such a way that it's relatively believable. For yeah, the, definitely, it's believable within its own world. Yeah. I mean, there's. I guess it might also be helpful that I don't have a, a history with the character. I, I think it's also helpful that this actor is so good. Yes. Um, I and it's so weird for me because uh, I know Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey, where he plays like could not play a more different character than this guy. Ah, he's one of those English fellas, huh? <laughs> yes. Well. Yeah, I think he is English. He also is the one playing Beast in the new Beauty and the Beast movie, which I didn't get to see this weekend, but I was supposed to, and I will. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking up his, his IMDb history, and I, he he was Lancelot in <laughs> Night at the Museum 3. That's the only thing I got here. <laughs> oh. It, I like you know it. what else I... Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to say what I really appreciated about this was the show's use of music. Oh, yeah. So The music use, particularly the Rolling Stones song, She's a Rainbow, mm-hmm. like, that whole sequence was great. And then there was, like, a musical dance number in the middle of it, too, which was, like... <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and it was the perfect thing to take you out of it, like... In case you felt like you had any idea what was going on in this show, guess what? You don't. I, and I've only watched the other episode, the, you know, the rest of the seasons uh, a single time. And rewatching this episode today, I noted the music. And I, I, I'm going to have to see later on in, in the later episodes if they continue with the high quality of music. Not just the music cues, because they're really good at that, but it's... It's the Rolling Stones. Like, that's an expensive song for them to get. Like, yeah. And they played a lot of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
the the visuals, the music cues, the acting, like they all neatly bundled together into the show. Like nothing seems out of place, even though it should all seem ridiculously wrong. Yeah. The 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 like I said, you can't tell what time period the show takes place in. For like a, like maybe a few minutes, you're looking there like, hmm, this could be like mid seventies. And then something comes on screen, you're like, no, that's not a 70s thing. That's like 50s. No, that's, you know, 2002. Like, it's... And then they have... Some of them have cell phones, but they're like older phones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... So... And all of the military gear that shows up is next-gen type stuff. Like, this is... I think they're doing it purposely, so you can't tell what time period this show takes place in. But it doesn't feel like... If you're not paying attention to it, it it doesn't like I was actually looking for it, going hmm. When is this to see if it actually tied into the movie X verse? And it just uh, if you're not paying attention, it doesn't seem out of place. Everything seems like correct. You know the the three piece suits or lots of stripes, lots of stripes in this show. And that there's there was one guy. Oh, um, when he's being interviewed sitting at the table and there's a gentleman sitting across the table for him and he is wearing brown on brown and i was like when did that actually happen when was that in fashion like this it looked like he was this one giant piece of brown fabric was covering him and it seemed so out of place but it made sense for the character mm-hmm it's, yeah, there's a lot of just attention to detail and, like, not just, you know, who are these people, but, like, every single thing about them, like, is comes across. Uh, I like the show a lot. I'm really enjoying it. They did... They, they, for a character that I had, like, and I know a lot of comic book characters, I have, I have no basis, and he's, like, now one of my favorites. I'm actually looking back to see how close they came or if they took a lot of license with it. And I feel that they probably took a lot of license with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that there's been a lot of particularly good stories with this character. And that's and that's um, weird. Why would they choose to make a I think Legion there was show? one I think there was one short really good run and clearly this is a character that's got a ton of potential. Mm-hmm. So and it's also, especially because it's not just some big name thing. So if even if you don't know that it's X Men related, it won't necessarily be a turnoff. Like there's a lot of folks out there that would watch, that would look at a show and say, "Oh, it's one of those comic book shows," and then no longer be interested. But in, in not being like a superhero show with a recognizable character or even really calling back to specific movies or anything like that. It kind of broadens its appeal a bit. Agreed. Agreed. What did you think of uh, the characters called the devil with the yellow eyes? Do you know? Uh, the big... No, I don't know. I mean, I know who you're talking about. Is but that the I... fat thing? Yes. The, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gross. That is like if to via the internet searches, apparently the, like the episode that's... I think it's the sixth episode. They reveal who it is. But for the first four or five, that creepy bastard just pops in, flashy, flashy. Oh, look, there's darkness. There he is. Oh, look, he's gone again. It's off-putting. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, creepy he's, motherfucker. He's creepy. <laughs> it's, and and I it bothered like leave the yellow eyes thing. Like I know yellow eyes is like a thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's <laughs> you can't trademark yellow eyes. Right. But when I think yellow eyes, I think um, this the demon that killed the parents on Supernatural, and I'm like. <laughs> Is that what this no. is? Like a similar thing? Because just really let itself go. Yeah. <laughs> it it's it's an involved story and they seem to be touching on everything that is, is pertinent for the character. So they they're just doing it correctly. You know, you don't have to have a basis of knowledge for this guy. It's just a it's a good show. Like it's confusing and entertaining and pretty and it's just shockingly surprisingly well done they it could have gone so horribly horribly bad yeah fx seems to do pretty well for itself and and i see like my experience with fx is like in the past i don't i have like what else are they doing correctly fargo justified sons of anarchy those are uh, archer okay Interesting, because I just associated those with Fox. I didn't realize they were FX shows. Interesting. Yeah, those are all very specifically FX shows. Interesting. Yeah, they, they, okay. Then they uh, they do they do do good TV. Good for them. They they got cred. <laughs> Word. They got their cred. All Said right. The white people. <laughs> In as white of a white <laughs> way as they could possibly say. Um. All right. Good. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I really think that you Quite. will you will continue. To enjoy it, if you like. if you made it through the first episode and you are still intrigued, and you didn't just throw your hands up at defeat and say "fuck this, I'm out," because <laughs> there were a lot of people that did that. There was a couple, of, especially people at my job who are not at my day job. They are not of the same ilk as I am, and I had a conversation with two of them, and they're like, "I made it through like half the show, and I couldn't. I was so confused. I had no like, I couldn't and." I said, well, then it definitely wasn't made for you because it's a damn good show. So, But at the same time, it's hard to blame them. Like, there is a certain type yeah. of person that this show is intended for. Absolutely. And that's me and you guys and smart people. <laughs> All right. Let's take a, let's take a quick break. And uh, you're going to catch me up on some news because it's been a while. Stay tuned. Do you have the fever? Do you? Well, GeekAid sports writer Dave DiOrio does, and he's here to tell us why. Dave delves into the details of what makes the annual spring NCAA basketball tournament so much fun for everyone, from newbies to rabid fans. Dave set up brackets for himself and each of his family members, including his prized 1974 quarter. Click on over and join the fun, and GeekAid comes down with a case of March Madness. Karen has finally reached the last book in her Harry Potter reread series. Unlike some other fantasy sagas whose beginnings were long, tedious, literal marches toward the final battle, I'm looking at you, Tolkien! It's packed chock full of deep and affecting plot and character developments, not to mention the most frightening parallels to the current events we've seen yet. Check out how she breaks it all down in Back to Hogwarts, Part the Seventh, located in the Think Tank. On a very special episode of Into the Vault, Chris shows off a recently completed part of his collection, the complete run of first-party Atari 2600 games. 
tune in to see him wax poetic about the artwork that lit his childhood imagination on fire, sparking his love for video games at a tender young age. Fun fact, the game he cited as missing at the time of filming has since been acquired, thanks to our very own Evan. Don't miss the latest episode of the series that taught our son the phrase, Crack this bad boy open. Watch Into the Vault, episode 26, Atari 2600 Collection, on the Geekade YouTube channel. There was just too much hot X-Men action to handle this month to fit into a single podcast. Fear not! Jonathan and Patty cranked out an extra episode to cover the surplus. They debate the various merits of X-Men Origins Wolverine, the Wolverine, and Logan to determine which is the superior cinematic representation of our favorite curmudgeonly adamantium-enhanced superhero. Download the all-new bonus episode, Mutant Musings, episode 8.5, The Wolverine Trilogy. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Hello, Chris. Hello, Evan. My goodness, you sound wonderful today. How are you? How have you been? I've missed you. (laughs) You jerk. Are you ready? I suppose I could be convinced to be ready. Stopwatch. No, I want timer. All right, so. And I want it to be one minute. All right, so we, we need to get down. This Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary. See, That's right. I don't know why I have such trouble with the commercials. I, I don't either. When it's it- <laughs> it's got to be the giggles. All right, and three, two, one. Go. Okay, I'm not even going to speak fast on this one because almost nothing happened, but what did happen was totally awesome. Goku fought against Tapo, this big fat dude with a giant mustache who's like a superhero in the other dimension, and everyone thinks that Goku's a villain because he wants to fight, do this tournament, that's going to erase all of existence. So this Tapo guy is like a match for Goku. Goku eventually, like, more or less wins, and they, they, they kind of call off the match before it's over because uh, they were just going to blow everything up and the king of everyone just wanted them to save that for the uh, save that for the tournament so uh, they got to go back to earth and pick out all the other uh, people that are going to fight in the big battle royale thing and Tapo before he leaves is just like yeah well this other guy he's way stronger than me so if you had trouble fighting me you're in you're in big trouble and Goku's like yeah a stronger dude because Goku's certifiably insane always wanting to fight stronger dudes and that was pretty much where they left it just uh, gearing everybody up for the tournament and ready to beat the crap out of each other thank you very much sir no problem. I was I, I was a little disappointed that you, you teased the the group last week. I thought it was gonna I thought it was gonna happen, <laughs> and yet, no no dice. All right, thank you. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials and the Dragon Ball sixty seconds Dragon Ball Super sixty second summary. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let let's catch me up on some news. Let's see where did we leave off last week. All right, apparently. Chris, you've been discussing the Muppet Show with Frank Oz because now he completely agrees with you. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's kind of spooky. Um, <laughs> this th- th- that's this isn't a big secret. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> we all know why the Muppet Show failed. Like, and it started to get it. It started to figure its business out towards the end. But one of the things that Frank Oz said in this that I did like was the fact that the puppeteers. They weren't they weren't doing this show the way that they used to do the Muppet Show. So the puppeteers didn't really have a chance to 
I guess, do it live the same way. So there wasn't the same energy to everything. You know what I mean? Okay. Yes, I understand what you're saying. I'm just trying to think what the difference. The the, the original Muppet Show wasn't live. No, but it was. Um, it was more like. I mean, the camera sets. setups were different. Yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, and this was like you know people hiding under desks and stuff. It was more 3D and whatnot. And not that that can't work. It's just. This whole thing was so wrong to begin with, <laughs> and then it wound up getting itself to okay. And had it been given I, time, it, it might have actually gotten to good. But it, it might have, but it shouldn't have needed to. Like I, I was watching, I watched the first episode of the original Muppet Show with my son earlier today, and I'm watching it, and I'm just laughing. I'm just, just, just these ridiculous jokes, and my mom and I are watching it with my son, and the three of us are just laughing, and eventually he kind of lost interest and bounced around the room, as, as he does with pretty much anything that isn't truck videos, but, uh, you know... <laughs> When Menomina came on, he's just uh-huh. glued to the screen, and the the it's showing like there was this dance number because the guest was this dancer woman I don't even remember her name, and it was just this big dance number with these incredible marionette puppets, like, and he was just kind of watching it. Like my kid's just watching the arts right now. Mm-hmm. He is taking in art, and it was the show was great. The show was great, and there's so much to be done with these characters. And it's especially after the Muppet movie, the, the recent one. I didn't see the the sequel to it. I heard it was pretty good, but you know you can do great stuff it. with these characters. But this was not it. Making this into the Office years after that was done was a bad play. The uh, the original Muppet Show is like the way it's set up is more like a puppet show where the camera is always you know either on the backstage area or on the stage mm-hmm. and whatever's happening is just ha- the set the set is static the new muppet show was uh like you were saying 3D i think that's that's multi camera yeah it was really it's more and, like the muppet movies you and know what i mean that just didn't work on tv for this yeah not so much and all the stupid like Kermit's seeing I mean, another yeah. pig woman, and well, the, the, yeah, he makes, I mean, talking about sex, and he makes note in here somewhere about like it. They had heart, and back in the day, and it just didn't come through in this one. Yeah, I mean, listen to me talk about how upsetting it was that Kermit was like flat out depressed in this show. Like, I, I nah. <laughs> let's let this let nah. this let this rest for a while and then I, don't give up on putting the muppets on tv there is there is room in the world for a muppet tv show there really is um it's just got to be done right and it's got to be done with heart because that's what the muppets are absolutely fully agree uh let's head over to ellie.com to get this confusing article out of the uh, ha- okay apparently the crown's next the, the show the crown's getting a second season but it's not going to be focused on queen elizabeth that yeah it's baffling to me (laughs) it was it's about monster trucks it is it's monster (laughs) truck all right i i guess technically prince philip is part of the crown but he's part of the yeah i mean mean, ugh. i don't know i don't know i think this might be a mistake and the fact that they're uh, limiting the, the, the 
to only two seasons because of their age bracket. Like, because of their age, they'll become too old to actually record the, the you know, new episodes. I, you know, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> that's I don't know. I that, the, that part doesn't bother me so much because, you know, Chris and I were having a conversation recently where, like, old age makeup doesn't always look great, you know? It doesn't. It doesn't work unless it's done really, really well, and that doesn't happen too often. So that part doesn't bother me too much. Well, what is the the year brackets like? What was the first season? Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, oh, it wow. was so in the fifties. Okay, so it's 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 been because this second season is supposed to take place fifty six to sixty four. It's another nine years. Yeah. Okay. You know, twenty. Yeah. Let's say twenty years. Beyond that, I mean, Claire Foy is pretty young. Like. It's it would be stretching it to get her to be playing the queen for her whole life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the queen's whole life. I mean, um, I learned about this uh, the the article that I linked to you guys is is the source that cited the news that this second season is going to focus more on Philip than on uh, the queen. But I learn I found that link through a uh, pair of fashion bloggers who I love, um, who are also uh, addicted to the royal family, mm-hmm. um, and they do recaps of the crown on their site, and it's just the rage in the post <laughs> that they put up about this, in the fact that the uh, the showrunner Peter Morgan said uh, that Prince Philip has a strong flavor. And that that's why they were going to focus on him and a uh, complex inner life. And, you know, we know who they I'm, I'm now quoting from uh, the Fug Girls, whose awesome website you should check out. It's called Go Fug Yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they said, uh, you, where is it? Damn it. You know who I'm quite sure has lived a quite a complex inner life? Elizabeth II. You know, the lady on the stamps. You know who else had a complex and interesting turn around the sun? Her sister, Margaret. You know what I bet had a strong flavor? The two story of two women trying to navigate the fact that one of them has a lot of romantic problems and makes terrible self-destructive life choices, and the other is married to a real pain in the ass who's apparently just hiding a super complex soul and forcing her to baby his sad man feelings while she's actually kind of busy being the queen but you know what margaret and elizabeth don't have a penis which is apparently what passes for being compelling on a show that has zero women writers and zero female directors now that was a sugar-coated representation of how they feel right (laughs) pretty much i i can't put it any better than that (laughs) wow apparently they're upset about the whole situation and I totally agree. Like, what the hell, man? The show is called The Crown. It's about, like, I. it doesn't have to be about Elizabeth 100% of the time. It's supposed to be about the crown and how it affects all the people, you know, involved in the monarchy. But, like, it's not supposed to be about somebody else who's not her, like, <laughs> primarily. That's just, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> all right. Karen, I need you to take a breath. (laughs) I'm all right. right. I'm going to be okay, guys. So, check out season two of The Crown, not featuring The Crown. Um, Okay. I didn't... This next article comes from Variety. And I didn't realize that 
<laughs> like, I don't know why I didn't just put the math together. I didn't know that this wasn't happening all the time. Saturday Night Live is to air live across the country um, for the last three episodes of its season. First, I, I thought it was live all the time. Like, it just ran at it was that's why it was so late here because it needed to be live across the country apparently it's a big deal (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just assumed that that wasn't the case from watching studio 60 where they like redid like they re-aired it or something Mm -hmm. for different um apparently with the popularity this this season i it's got like a 20 percent average uptick in in its viewership that, uh, well, people hate the president. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got a lot of fodder right now. So they're doing well. Um, they are going to air simultaneously across the country. Depending on what part of the country you fall in, it's going to be 1130 Eastern and 830 Pacific. So regular time zone changes throughout the country. Uh, I think that's pretty neat. I did. Yeah, it'll be nice, I think, for the uh, West Coast to not, you know, have to deal, worry about spoilers for that particular show. Right. I guess. I guess. I mean, it's, it's, or to be able to participate in like a live, you know, like a Twitter conversation. Yeah. You know. Well, it's going to be the first time. Well, I, I'm assuming. I don't know. This is all brandy new to me. It's going to be the first time they're going to be seeing Saturday Night Live live. Right. Do they just call it Saturday night over there? I have no idea. That would be weird. West Coast, if you know, <laughs> tweet us. Um, the final three, what are they called? The hosts? You know, McCarthy, <laughs> Rock, and I can't remember who the third one was. I think Fallon? I think it's four. It's Jimmy Fallon, Chris Pine, Melissa McCarthy, and Dwayne Johnson. Uh, it was Fallon. That all I- of which I want to see. All of which I think would be great hosts. Really? I'm not sure. I, I still don't know how I feel about Jimmy Fallon. Still up in the air. Hmm. He hasn't impressed me with his, his, his evening career. So he just seems like a little kid having too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> kind of upsets me that he is having as much fun as he is. This, it's it's neat. We'll see how it goes because Melissa McCarthy has like just shy of single handedly. Now I'm going to give it to her and revived Alec. Revived the brand. Her and Alec have revived Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Thankfully, because of the regime that is in place now. Um. See how it goes. See if the, the viewership sticks around because that is that's a fucking four hour time difference for those on you know the other coast, not the good coast and where we of are. Of course, poor Alaska and Hawaii are left out in the cold. <laughs> well, Alaska is at least. Ha <laughs> ha! Alaska's used to it. <laughs> All right. Um, it's surprising. This next article. There's been a lot of talk. This uh, this next article comes from npr.org. Um, There's been a lot of talk about uh, PBS and the arts in the news lately because of some things that are happening, happening in the government. Um, I am glad to see that they are still progressing the way they have always progressed. Uh, Sesame Street is going to unveil 
a a new Muppet. Her name is Julia, and she is a Muppet with autism. I think this is fantastic. I do not. Yeah, I don't see why not. I, I do not have anybody. I, I am not directly affected by autism. I have uh, friends that uh, there's this young girl who I, I'm not going to give out her name because she has this thing with social media. But she, let's call her Julia. Let's call her Julia. <laughs> Julia and her family. She's a Muppet. No, I'm just kidding. Created a comic book to help the siblings of children with special needs and talking with her and and you know the conversation that we had it's 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 a big deal and i'm glad to see that sesame street is 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 doing something like this no matter what is actually happening because they're funding and stuff a lot of a lot of stuff is going down which is not cool but no well i mean muppets that would not sorry muppet the sesame street isn't in specific danger right now because no. of the HBO buyout, but they still air them on PBS, right? Uh, because you know they're decent human beings. Mm-hmm. And they're making it so that the availability of this entertainment doesn't cost—I don't know what—ten bucks a month on your cable bill. Yeah. So it's 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 a good thing. Good on you. Yeah. I mean, representation matters, and I think it's great for kids to be able to see, both for families who are affected by, uh, you know, who have kids on the spectrum, to see uh, a character like this on their show, and for kids who aren't, who are, you know, um, were not affected, to see this kind of character and just see them as normal as, you know, just just another character on their show, not any different than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, I, I it's you, you hear so much more about autism lately, I guess in the last like 10, 10, 15 years or so. You hear so much more about it, but it's not like autism hasn't been around forever. I just feel like there's been a lot of not there's more awareness there's more awareness of it there's just a lot, a lot of kids weren't diagnosed and mm-hmm. a lot of this type of behavior was just thought of as oh they're just weird or something like that and really it's it's this there is an, an explanation for it it's just a the way some people are and the more that's normalized the better i just there's there is absolutely nothing wrong with this i i, I think it's great yeah and i do wish abby would go the hell away though because she's obnoxious <laughs> <laughs> twinkle out yeah you can twinkle all the way out all right uh, did you what? see th- <laughs> what? what is it with you and specific muppets that anger you so much i look i have very high standards for my muppets thank you he has specific muppet anger syndrome <laughs> <laughs> did you happen to see the uh the thing that they posted today of elmo getting laid yes. off yes I saw that actually a couple of days ago. <laughs> the, the bit at the end where, where the hand just <laughs> leaves the puppet behind. And this, the hand just gets all sad. And it still does the walk away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really thought when they handed him his letter of resi- or his letter of recommendation that he was going to go into a tirade. I really thought that was where yeah, it Yeah, I kept waiting for him to, like, curse. <laughs> but it didn't But happen. unfortunately, well, you know, not unfortunately, but it was, like, I think, a legitimate effort to raise awareness about the issue of defunding um, the NEA and, and PBS and all this stuff. So they couldn't they couldn't go there. Uh, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure there's a red and band And be taken seriously. <laughs> To be fair, I would be very happy if Elmo got laid off because I think Elmo is the worst. 
the worst? Really, Chris? The yes, worst? Elmo is the worst. What Elmo about that, is that the nerdy worst dude th- from, from Muppets? Uh, that thing is obnoxious and horrible, but Elmo is damaging. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, hold on, I gotta write that down. Elmo <laughs> is damaging. <laughs> I'll I'll link you this article I read that just summed up, it somehow managed to sum up my feelings for it so much better than I ever could have. Okay. But it's I'll have to take a look I, at it. Yeah, Elmo Elmo is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, this next story comes to, uh, from Deadline dot com. Karen, does this mean you you posted this? Does this mean something to you? Um, I like Chris Messina. I don't, uh, I don't he know was late is. of um, the Mindy Project. Oh, that's why I don't know who that is. <laughs> and also the newsroom. Okay. Um, he was Reese. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, and you know, I don't know what this project is, but it's HBO, and uh, so. Uh, oh, and it's oh Marty Knoxon. That was the other reason I threw this in here because Marty Knoxon, the writer, is a. Buffy alum. Okay, okay. Um, the basis of this, the article is that a new HBO series is coming to air called Sharp Objects, featuring all of those people that Karen just mentioned. Um, it is about a reporter that it says right out from a brief stay at a psychiatric hospital. Now, I don't know if that means she was admitted to the hospital. Was she doing a story on the hospital? I'm not sure. Uh, but she goes to a small town to write a, a story about the murder of two preteen girls, and then mayhem ensues. I'm assuming romantic triangles and whatnot. <laughs> it is HBO. The other thing so. about this is uh, that it, the book is that it's based on is by Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl, which was a huge yeah. big deal. Um, and what I'm interested in this series because what I have heard about Gillian Flynn is that Gone Girl was great, but that's it. Like, none of her other books are that good. So I'm interested to see whether this is, like, riding that train of, like, oh, from the writer of Gone Girl, like, this is gonna be good, too, but nope, we're just trying to pull you in with that name. Or whether, you know, I got bad information and maybe this really is gonna be good. I don't know. Well, uh, by the looks of this article, there is certainly no has good DNA. It does. I'm, I'm looking back at the names, and it's it's quite stacked on on talent. Uh, but there, and HBO doesn't yeah, make they, shit. You they know, they really don't. They really don't. But it takes so long for them to make their stuff. Um. Yeah. No. No news as to when. Just that it is. So just we'll keep an eye out for that. Um. The next one. Okay, I read this article. This one comes to us from Variety, variety.com, and I I don't understand. And I think it's because the there was one phrase that I just the M what what are they? I had to google that. What? Like I've like they say <laughs> you know what's it o- funny is- over and over again, MVPD service. What is that, Karen? You googled Yes, because Chris and I work both work in a business where a lot of acronyms are used, 
But in the documents that we are familiar with, the first time an acronym is used, it's explained what yeah. the acronym stands for. And that's not in this article. So it really pissed me off as a technical editor. Get your shit together, Variety. <laughs> um, but I Googled it and it's, a, it's an industry term that stands for multi-channel video programming distributor. So basically, it's a streaming service, it's a cable network, it's a regular network, it's anything. But they just had to make up this thing to encompass all of those platforms. So TV. TV. Uh, right. yeah. <laughs> really? They couldn't <laughs> just say TV? <laughs> um, okay, so in reading this, they are someone is trying to figure out how to make proper packages for purchase. Like the right, you know, um, channels and the right costs. And it is amazing how far the, the, the prices go. Like anywhere from, you know, 35 to 100 plus for just, and that's not including, you know, the premium and the sports stuff. Because that's, those sports packages get pretty pricey. Um, but as I read this, and there's a lot of information here, there's absolutely no answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it helps me, I think, to to know that that this is something people are working on, which is which is hopeful. But what what was also disheartening to me is, and maybe maybe you guys read it differently, but it seems that the a la carte setup. You know, we, I want Fox, I want this, I want that, will not happen because they have, what is it, like, through deals? Certain networks, like, show up in every package, whether you want it or not. Yeah. And that is just, I like, that's, I, I guess it makes sense for them, but yep, I, I don't watch ESPN, so I don't need it ever, ever. But, you know, I like Fox and FX. Those those two will package together. But CBS won't with those two. Like, that's just make it like two bucks a, a network. We'll pay it for the networks that we want. Just I want a little bit of the Salisbury steak. I want a little bit of the mashed potatoes. And why, why start with Salisbury steak? Why not? It's Salisbury <laughs> fucking steak, dude. <laughs> It, there has to be a better way. <laughs> there has to be better meat than Salisbury steak. That is also true. This is true. It's it's the wild west in this uh, in this cable streaming whatever, and nobody's got it figured out. No, nobody at all. <laughs> it's a shame. You know, you know Including who I, us. You know who yeah, hasn't I mean, figured look, out. We've, we've got we've got sling. I feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of it, but there's still like half the channels I don't care about. Mm -hmm. like, at least half. I just now with skip right by every single one of them. Now with Sling, are you getting all the stuff that you want? No. Okay. No, no. It's it's close. Okay. There's maybe I would say there's maybe three or four networks that we don't have that we would want, but uh, I mean it's it's almost there, but. See, like you know, the most of the stuff, the other stuff is paywalled behind other stuff. Like I get Nick Jr., but I don't get Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I I watched Legion on the FX app on 
Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have FX or Verizon, you know, the Fios cable that I pay for, I wouldn't be able to watch that app. That doesn't make fucking sense. You've made the app. You have put it on the little black box that's on top of my television. Let me pay direct for it. Nope. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. GFY.com. GFY.com. Um, okay. This isn't really an article, but I'm so no. glad that you posted this, Karen. This, uh, it, it came from her Twitter, I'm assuming? or d- I, I think it's the iZombie official Twitter. Okay. So this comes just from Twitter. It is the teaser trailer, I guess you would call it, because it's not very long. It's like 30 seconds of uh, the season. Oh, this is the 30-second one? There's a full trailer now. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah, I, th- I thought I I'd thought watch- that was the one I posted. All right, mate. Uh, this looks like that one. I'm, I'm gonna click on it. Click on it. Apologize for the noise. I don't think we'll hear it. Oh yeah, this is a minute. This is a minute and a half. All right, yeah. then I this must is, have seen something else. Okay, good. You then. crazy? Evan. I'm crazy. You crazy? Uh, trailer for iZombie coming back, and what I saw looks fun. Looks like a lot more fun. So yeah, it looks it like looks- a lot more fun than I thought it was gonna. Because like, man, when it ended, it was like, and now there's the zombie army, and things are gonna get awful. And like, look, I have no doubts in this show. It is fantastic. Like, if zero, if a hundred percent confidence in these guys. But I was like, man, I don't know where they're gonna go with this. I, I hope it's still fun. I have every confidence it'll still be good. I just hope it's still fun. And from this, it looks like I have nothing to worry about. What? How long ago? Major is gonna be a teenage girl. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't stop taking selfies. <laughs> yeah, and what did she say? Like, suck it up, Lily White. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yay. How 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 long ago did this? Sh- when, when did the last season end? Like a year ago, almost. Like really? it ended in like it May last like year. Yeah. Maybe three. <laughs> it's been a long time. Wow. Well, I'm very glad that it's coming back, and it looks like they're doing everything correctly. Go team, iZombie. Um. Let's head over to, to CBR.com. CBR.com is a great comic book news website. It's actually comicbookresource.com is what it stands for. And they, you know... You see, you defined the acronym. Well done, Evan. Uh, <laughs> you hear this, Variety? Take a hint, Variety! Um, they cover all sorts of comic book news, so they, they talk a lot about the television stuff that we watch quite a bit of. Um, Tom Cavanaugh going to be directing... Some flash. Thank goodness, because he needs to do something other than playing <laughs> Shit, <HR>. yeah. <laughs> I swear, I am like, look, Flash is still a great show, but I am... Unle- I if, have had it with him. If HR isn't Savitar, then I, I don't even know. That's It's got to be the case. And I have a good argument for it um, of, as to why I think HR, HR is Savitar. In you some should way, save it. I'm going to save it, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, what really? What else? Could this guy is not funny anymore. This joke was completely and totally played out after two episodes. Like <laughs> I was hoping we would get a revolving door of of this. HRs. You know, I was hoping that Tom Cavanaugh would get to play a new <coughs> Wells like every three or four weeks or so. But we've been stuck with this pork pie wearing drumstick twirling jackass i'm so tired of him but tom cavanaugh is awesome i really like tom cavanaugh he this is not this is not his directorial debut he directed a couple of other 
things previously, but this is the first time he's doing Flash. And according to the Twitterverse and the pictures taken by the cast members, everything seems to be going well. So, yay. <laughs> yay. Um, okay, Chris, you posted this one from EW. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even read the article. No? I saw the headline and decided that this needed to be discussed. <laughs> and the headline is from EW.com. That's Entertainment Weekly, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the headline is, J.J. Abrams is producing a 1980s dramedy based on RuPaul's life. And I am here for it. <laughs> yes and please. Okay, but the problem is, it's a fictionalized version of RuPaul's life. I want because to see the reality. Why is that a could problem? not possibly hold a candle. <laughs> like reality can't it can't it can't possibly live up to the actual reality that is RuPaul's life. Um yeah. I, I would tell you what JJ stands for, but I really don't know. So uh he, he's actually doing this. J Jonah. <laughs> J. Jonah Abrams. Um it's set in the nineteen eighties. Yeah. <laughs> I like this I <laughs> written by Gary Lennon, writer for Orange is the New Black. No, there's, there's, the, yes, give to me all of your this. <laughs> give to me all of your this. Where is this going to be on? Does it say there's no network attached? I don't, I didn't see a network attachment to it. <laughs> oh, it will be sh- shopped around Hollywood. Uh, this shit's going to end up on Bravo. God damn it. <laughs> well, that's a- and that's okay. We get Bravo. <laughs> I know, but like Bravo's so horrible to watch because most of their programming is so just reprehensible that you have to sit through the commercials for all the other shit on there. Ugh. 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 All right, speaking. Seriously, Top Chef. Somebody go. Somebody please buy Top Chef and put it somewhere else. Yeah. All right, speaking. Bravo of... is pretty much the gateway to hell. Speaking about horrible to watch. Next up from Variety once again. <laughs> um, oh man, this 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 is this is I, shockingly surprising. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I just can't. And when you read the title of it, you think, okay, Maybe. what's this going to be about? All right. So I say to you, listener, Rob Lowe and his sons are set for an A and E network reality series called The Lowe Files. What now is you the think first to yourself, you okay, <laughs> the low files, right? This has just got to be, you know, something about Rob Lowe. But no, it's a play on the X-Files with Rob Lowe and his family. <laughs> yes, they're actually looking for answers to unsolved mysteries and supernatural lore. <laughs> because Rob Lowe and Holy. his kids are qualified to do this. <laughs> Sign me shit. up. Dude, if this is why the grinder, grind, why the grinder was canceled, it's I'll not. take it. Look, I mean, seriously, if I was if I was Rob Lowe and I was on a show as good as the grinder, and then it got canceled because it had better ratings than anything on NBC, but it wasn't quite good enough for Fox, this is what I'd do with my time. I'd be like, "All right, kids, we're just gonna pack up in the car and go hunt ghosts. Let's have fun." I got us a new van. Here's our dog Scooby. Let's go. This. Like I mean, what in the world? <laughs> I do like I like it's like embarking on an unscripted version of the X Files in quotes. Like no, 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 we know. Unscripted too. That's just awesome. Yeah, that's just great. Now I, 
Are those really his children? Because it appears to be. Yeah, there's no resemblance there whatsoever. He's a good-looking man. <laughs> yeah, I think they both look like their mom. Yeah. It, assuming that is their mom. I, yeah. I, say, I wonder if the mom's going to be on the adventures with them. Oh No, she's just going to be sitting home. <laughs> Counting their money. Cigarettes. Do, do we actually Counting get money to see that and watching the X-Files on Netflix. <laughs> they do a cell phone call every once in a while. We check in on moms. <laughs> she's like, what the hell are you guys doing now? <laughs> oh, you idiot. <laughs> Come home. That's it. That's all we got. And I think that's a high note to end on. Rob Lowe's file. Rob Lowe files. That's. I'm also just going to throw out there that uh, Samurai Jack has been really good so far. Has it? Just wanted to say it. It's really good. When is... I'm having troubles finding the information. When is MST3... Is it still three MST3K? MST3K. What? April 14th, I think. Okay. April. It's, it's, Mid-April. It's next month. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You didn't miss it. Yeah. Well, the the problem was is like I sank myself into Iron Fist this past weekend, and I like the way the menu lays out. It said MST, and I didn't know if that was new or oh, they, they're showing. No, that's the, the new story we talked about. I think last week where they just they, they threw a bunch of uh, yeah classic episodes on there. It's really weird how they have them set up though, because it's they're calling it like season one episode one and it's like no they're not even in order <laughs> they're not even some of those episodes are like 10 years apart it's like ridiculous interesting that is weird they're very strangely organized but good stuff yeah it is mst so it is it's very good stuff yeah uh, great episodes all right chris hi give us your spiel well, my spiel is that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. Or you could even find us individually on Twitter. I am at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan is at... Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for fresh original content, no matter what your geek is. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, Chris. You, you changed up the end there. I like it. I like it a lot. I did, because we no longer post something new every single day. We missed Sunday. <laughs> we can't say it anymore. Can't say it Son anymore. Son of a bitch. Well, we had a good run. All right, whose turn is it? It's me. All right. What do you got for us, Karen? Well, you know, it's funny because every week that we thought we were going to you know, be talking Legion, it would get close to the day of recording and I'd be like, oh crap, I got to come up with a show because it's going to be my turn to pick. And then I would just go, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then something happened and we had to push it off another week. And and you were like, <laughs> so today I was like, oh man, I, I've got to pick a show. Cause it, and then I was just scrolling through Twitter and it came to me like a flash. <laughs> I would like for us to watch this current episode that just aired tonight of the flash season three episode 17 duet also known as the musical episode awesome uh season three episode what what is it now because 17 17 jesus i'm behind 
But they are all DVR'd, so that is a good thing. All right. I think I think we're okay now. I'm back in the saddle. Everything seems to run kind of smoothly. And this- Should I hit record? <laughs> this is where everything explodes. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate all you did while I, I was unavailable, you know. Shit happens. That snowstorm, man, it was a bitch. Yeah, we just a got a bitch. bunch of rain down here. <laughs> wow. No snow for us. It was yes, snow we, we... and wind. Like I couldn't get to my car door. Like I had to shovel out my car door, the whole door. I'm jealous. I miss. We snow. just got a storm of emails from work warning us what to do about the impending inclement weather that then was rain. <laughs> was it involving opening your umbrella? <laughs> but I had to wear my boots. <laughs> Your galoshes. Seriously, guys, you did great. I appreciate the assist. Um, oh, thanks. It's good to know that uh, we can pull together as a team. So, with that being said, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Yogurt and Clonopin. Good night. You get that, Chris? That's what I say. I just say good night. <laughs> And this concludes our broadcast day.